Lucy, and I have a gluten allergy. And I'm Lucy, and I have celiac disease. And this is Gluten-Free Gaming. And today we're talking about our experiences on Game Pass. But first, let us see what is on our last checkpoints. What have you been doing, Lise? Uh, Sleeping a lot because (laughs) (laughs) like school starts for me literally tomorrow, my last semester. I can't wait for this nightmare to be over. Um, And I'm like stressed about it. So I've just been sleeping. Also, we got an air fryer and we gifted my sister a soda stream for Christmas, but we've all been using it a lot because we all like sparkling water. So yeah, that's the latest greatest pretty much. Do you make like extra carbonated water now? Yeah. I mean, it has like three carbonation modes, but we just stick to the lowest one because there's not like a super noticeable difference and we want to keep the cartridge for as long as possible. Fair. Yeah, that's fun. And you're starting school soon, so. Yep, and I'm dreading it daily. But anyways, how are you doing? (laughs) I've been okay. I'm like semi-unemployed right now. Um, And since I'm not in school, I'm like, I have a lot of free time on my hands, which is kind of why we're doing this episode. (laughs) What are you talking about? We made 50 cents from the podcast. You're gainfully employed. 80 cents. 80 cents? Are you a big baller now? What you complaining for? (laughs) um yeah I've applied for a couple jobs um and I have an interview tomorrow at Starbucks um it's like 20 minutes away so that's not fun it's like in a different town (laughs) but uh I would rather have a job than not um yeah hopefully it's full-time yeah so I'm like semi-unemployed I have an office job but I only work like eight to ten hours a week there um, which isn't enough to sustain, sustain my abundant lifestyle of eating food and taking care of my cat and living in an apartment, <laughs> you know, the things that people do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, hoping to get a job soon. I've also been crocheting a lot. I love that for you. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll, that might be my, uh, accomplishment though, or my achievement. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that I think sums up checkpoint things. Anyways, how do we want to start this? Do we just want to like launch into it? Yeah, I think we can just dive in. Um, we're going to talk about games on Game Pass that either we've played, we want to play, or that we don't want to play, but think you guys should play. Um, and yeah, I'm excited because not all of these games are just Xbox games too. So other people can play them, but like, I'm excited because I just got an Xbox. I got a series S um, because it was cheaper than the series Xbox X. gang gang. And it's my first ever Xbox. I had like a PlayStation two for 20 minutes in, in sixth grade, maybe. <laughs> so it's my first time, like, I don't know, having like a more gamery console besides just like my PC or my Switch. Um, yeah. Not that you can't be a gamer with those consoles because those are so valid. Literally, I, you know. No, I know what you mean though. Because like I grew up with the Wii, right? And like a lot of people be like, oh, you're not a real gamer. Because like the Wii was like so like atypical for gaming consoles and also like literally so common like everybody and their cousin had a Wii so like a lot of people are like oh no like Xbox 360 and like PS3 were like different and like I get it like the kind of games that were on like Xbox and PlayStation consoles like as opposed to like the Wii yeah I mean they tried to put Call of Duty on the Wii well they did is it a good playable experience sometimes but like I mean (laughs) I mean like not the the target audience (laughs) 
I also think like the DS had some pretty powerful games in the 3DS and the DSi, whatever, had pretty powerful games. And <laughs> I think we talked about this recently, but it had uh, the the DS had a, uh, what am I trying to think <laughs> um, What's the game? Oh, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, oh yeah and it had black ops on on ds i think so like that's kind of insane that those were games that were just like on this tiny little handheld console um but also you know like the switch is such a powerful system too like a lot of stuff can be played on the switch yeah no it's really it's surprising to me honestly because a lot of people thought like hardware was going to be a huge limitation for the switch but the library of games on it like amazing but we're we're getting off top anyways (laughs) Yeah, no, Xbox Game Pass, like, really, like, gave me, like, a really good experience with, like, getting into Xbox games, because I got my Xbox a little over a year ago. Um, it's, it's an Xbox One. I haven't gotten the Series X or S yet. It's still great. Like, even with the new console having come out, like, there's still, like, a ton of games, and there's still some new stuff being released for it, um, which is great. And um, I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, damn, the list of games that I've played from, like, Game Pass is kind of long, but now that I'm thinking about it, it literally has been a year, so, like... <laughs> makes sense and some of the games that i'm gonna mention like i've played on other consoles or i've played through like pc or i bought the games or whatever but like um they're all on game pass so like i feel like it's relevant i i agree i think that like yeah i was scrolling through the list and i was like oh i played this on the switch or i played this uh on my computer or something so it was kind of fun to like see like oh i could play this on the xbox i could like replay it in a different form like i'm thinking about playing undertale uh via xbox since it's on i know that's probably going to be one of your things uh, <laughs> no it's literally on the list yeah um because I, I did play it on xbox even though the first time i played it was on switch um but and there's new content only if you're doing pacifist um but there's new content in undertale whenever you play it on a different console yeah which is cool um yeah i don't think i got any of the content on the switch even playing pacifist because i just didn't know what i was doing <laughs> it's just i think the main difference is there's the the room in Sands and Papyrus' house changes depending on the console that you're playing it on. So for the Switch, um, there's a hidden boss, Mad Mew Mew, and you can trigger that boss fight even after you've completely finished the game, which is interesting. Um, but and for PS Vita, I think, is one of the other ones that I've seen, You uh, there's a dog shrine and you can dognate, donate, it's a pun, it's great, um, to the dog shrine, it's, it's cool. That's okay. And then... Yeah, it's great. Um, and then on Xbox, it's a lottery machine, I think. It's like a little like slot machine. And I don't remember what it is on PS4. But anyways, Undertale Facts. Undertale Facts. Okay, I think that we can just dive in. What is your first game? And so let's do played games and then want to play or recommended games. So what's cool. the first game on your list that is a played game? I didn't do these in any order of like good to worst or anything like that. Just literally whatever popped into my head first. So first up on the list is Forza. I didn't separate it into four and five because I've barely played five, but um, I just remember like vaguely liking racing games. And so I just was like, okay, well, Forza is like the racing game. So I'll pick it up. And I had a great time with it. I've streamed it a bunch. Um, I don't play it a ton outside of streams just because I feel like it's like, it's really easy to just kind of like pop it on, not really think about it that much and talk to people. Um, but I know that you tried Forza too. So what did you think? Did you have fun with it? I didn't love it. <laughs> That's uh, fair. I played Forza 5, Forza Horizon 5. Um, Forza. Forza. Um, Forza Roma. I, 
<laughs> I made my name Count Driftula. It didn't I let love me that. Make, it didn't make me let my uh my license plate be Lezzie's, which was really lame. Um does it like stop you or was it the character? Yeah, it was like this is a bad word. And I was like, that's rude. <laughs> I put I like 69 on mine and it was like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it wouldn't let me. So that was kind of mean, but um, that was like the first red flag. But no, mm. I just, I wasn't really, I, it felt too serious um, of a racing game. And I thought it was funny because it was like driving like this in real life is a hazard. Yeah, <laughs> keep saying that. that. That was a warning at the beginning, and I saw it, like, every time I opened it, I was like, what is going on? But, yeah, I played, like... It's even funnier when you know that the majority of the people playing it are, like, under 15. (laughs) So they just can't drive. Yeah, I also made my name Count Driftula, which, like, if you know me and you know I'm obsessed with vampires, like, that is... It it makes sense. Um, But I just didn't love the game. I'm... I feel kind of bad about it. Like, I feel like I'm missing something with it um but I don't love drifting drifting is like my least favorite thing if I drift on Mario Kart I cry like I really don't (laughs) like drifting it makes me feel so out of control and like I feel like I just can't get away from that in in Forza 5 so oh yeah it's literally like you have to drift you'll just crash otherwise but uh well like the controls took me a while to get the hang of and I feel like every time I take a break from the game there's a new learning curve (laughs) because I just forget um but yeah, and I think it's more fun if you're either like talking to somebody while you're doing it, like on your like on my own. Like that's why I said like I don't play it a ton, just on my own. I feel like with friends though, it's a good game. It's a really great game to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, comment on here's a comment on uh, the Xbox Series S, and I don't know if the X is like this too. It only comes with one controller, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was really. In- I didn't. I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, I haven't bought a new console in a long time. I guess. Um, yeah besides the switch which you know innately comes with controllers yeah um so I guess I like didn't really know what to expect but it really just comes with one controller which I thought was kind of interesting I think most of like the big like you know consoles come with just the one controller nowadays like ps4 ps5 etc I think only come with one controller that's how my xbox one came I mean like I'm not complaining no one is gonna play with me um (laughs) And a lot of the games that you play multiplayer on Xbox are, like, online. Yeah. So, like, that it works. Yeah, no. I'm not, like, complaining about it at all. Like, I think it's fine. It's probably cheaper for them. Um, and I understand that. And also, like, you know, again, I'm not playing with anyone. That's just another thing to keep track of that I'm never going to use, probably. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Mood. Yeah, and no, I was, like, I got two extra wired controllers, and now I have like a third one because one of my buttons didn't work. This one has like programmable LEDs. It's not on right now, but it's cool. Anyways, um, the Power A wired controllers are pretty, pretty sweet. Um, I will say though, I love the texture of the controller so much. Yeah, the satiny, like oh, I think mine all the is new like, ones are mine is like bumpy. Oh, that's cool. It's not like bumpy, but it's like tactile. Like um, mm-hmm. I can't think of what it would feel like, but it, it's like all bumpy. And it has like kind of a more matte finish. And I That's love cool. it. I love it so much. I'm like such a feel person that it I hate I hate my my uh switch controllers. So I have like a uh I hate the Joy-Cons so much that I have like a different controller that like is you know just smooth because I didn't like the way that the switch ones felt like the nice. buttons and stuff. 
but yeah, the buttons are very nice too. Like, sorry, this is just Xbox talk. I've never had an Xbox before. So it's very fun to like experience. Oh yeah. This is all, this is all like uh, relatable for me. And, um, before I forget though, with the wired controllers, I bought like two additional ones because I thought my sister was going to want to play Forza with me. And then she never did. So like, I think it's fine. <laughs> You're probably not going to get another controller. Cause like even with people to play with, it's just like, there's not a ton of co-op games. Um, so like it is what it is um but what was i gonna say oh with xbox oh it was so funny when i made the switch from switch to xbox because um i like was so confused by the placement of the a button and b button being like switched why would they do that (laughs) i hated it and like it took me so long to get used to it um like whenever i picked it up and it took me like a, a solid like month to be like, okay, what the hell? And if you've seen, if you see me stream um, any of the PS4 games that I've been streaming recently, you'll see me look at the controller a ton because I've also never played a PlayStation game. And it's so shapes. like, it's not even intuitive. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, which one's which? I don't remember anymore. Like at least the Xbox is just A and B are flipped. That's it. That's all you need to know. And, and X and, X and Y. And X yeah. and Y. Okay. Yeah. They're both flipped. Um, and so like, it, but as soon as like I managed to flip my brain into that, okay, you're holding an Xbox controller, they're flipped mode. It, it's second nature to me now, which is fine. Um, but it's just yeah. still weird with the PS4. I haven't gotten used to it yet. So with the flipped thing, I've had to start thinking of it as like, this button does this thing instead mm-hmm. of the A button, like I would on the Switch or on a mm-hmm. like a Nintendo thing. Um, I, I have to start thinking of it as like, this is a button that makes me jump and not, this is a button that I would click and that it's a, I, yeah. I have to like process it differently. Yeah. And I think I just got, I had to get used to just like orienting my thumb in a different resting position because like mm. a button is like the a button, obviously you use it for most things. And so I just had to get used to like being like, okay, now I default to having my thumb slightly lower when I'm holding the controller. I don't know. It's like a minor thing, but it's still like weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're, you're, completely right it's such a weird thing okay um I will do my next game so I was like what is a good game that'll get me like oriented I saw curse of the dead gods and I was like oh it's a roguelike it looks cute I so I played curse of the dead gods I didn't love it I liked it but I also like Hades more (laughs) um (laughs) I feel like it's hard to compete with Hades Yeah, it's very similar vibes to Hades, and it's a roguelike. It makes me just want to play Hades again, which, like, Hades is on Xbox Game Pass. So I might might start a new save on Xbox and see if I like it, uh, like the way it plays on that. I don't know if it'll be much different, but, um, yeah. I played Curse of the Dead Gods. I think it would be fine if you didn't like Hades but liked some of Hades um like if you didn't like how horny Hades was maybe you would like (laughs) the dead gods yeah um yeah curse of the dead gods was fine um again I think like Hades is also on game pass so play Hades (laughs) but yeah that's where I played it also I I think curse of the dead gods is only on Xbox and maybe PlayStation um I don't think it's on Switch so if you have a Switch just play Hades (laughs) yeah like if you have a playstation just play hades (laughs) if you have a pc just play hades i'll talk about hades actually now since we're on the topic of it um but something that i noticed because i played it on um what's it called 
Switch. Xbox. That's what Xbox. we're talking about. I played <laughs> on Xbox and not on Switch. Um, and I really could have played it on either, but um, I chose to play it on Xbox. I think mostly because like the controller setup and like, I didn't even think about this that much, but like there's a lot of button mashing in like Hades. Like you have to be consistently pressing like a lot of buttons all the time. Um, and like, I feel like my controller was so loud <laughs> every time I was playing that game. But with um, Switch, at least in handheld mode, um, the this is like a very minor nitpick. The buttons don't raise up that much. And so they can kind of dig into your fingers and they have like a little bit they're not as rounded as they are on the xbox so if you're like consistently holding them down a bunch they're also still kind of like yeah they'll dig into your like your thumbs and your fingers a little bit more um and it's like hades isn't a supreme game to play in handheld mode even though it's cool to be able to take it on the go and everything it's just awkward because your hands will hurt after a while from just the sheer amount of like joint fatigue i don't know um i just found like the xbox controllers suit the game really well um, just in terms of like button responsiveness and everything like that. Um, plus I think I would have rather played on a big screen anyway, cause the graphics are incredible. So yeah, yeah, I rarely play my switch in handheld mode just cause I, I have a, I have a nice controller that I can use when I hook it up to the TV, uh, cause yeah. it's a wired controller. I would rather play it on the TV if I can. I don't have a great TV, but it's better than my little, little screen. Um, the only game I ever play on handheld is soul and uh slay the spire um i was gonna say soul and sanctuary I never played that um <laughs> slay the spire slay the uh, spire is on game pass slay the spire is also on game pass i was just gonna say that uh it's <laughs> such a good game it's a roguelike deck builder um and i think it's very fun <laughs> and uh i play it i'm like i finally finished around like i finally Cause it's so hard. It is like, I talked to Josh about this too. Um, mm. And he was like, yeah, it took me forever. I had to watch YouTube videos on how to finish it. Like it is a very hard game, um, but it's so rewarding to finish a, a run and it was very cool. So yeah, play Slay the Spire. That's a fun, easy game to get into. <laughs> it's a roguelike, right? Yes. Roguelike deck building. Um, it was, it was that, pretty nice right. to play handheld. Um, but I, because you can like kind of just tap if you want to like see a stat instead of having to like find a way to scroll to it on the yeah um, controller. But I think it's definitely like worth it if you want to play it on a uh, Game Pass or something. Also, it was nice to just like lay in bed and not have it. <laughs> nice. Your turn. Your turn. Okay. <clears throat> um, this is just a quick one. Uh, it's again at the top of my list just because it was one of the ones that I thought of first. River City Girls. It's a cute game. It's also on Switch. Um, it's a co-op side-scroller beat-em-up. Um, you play as like two high school girls who are supposed to be rescuing their boyfriends who have been kidnapped. It's like kind of anime style, but not really. It's more like 8-bit um, retro style kind of. Um, but it's very cute. I didn't get through much of it before they took it off of Game Pass. I don't think they put it back on. I didn't see it. So yeah, so it's not currently on Game Pass, but uh, it was cool while it lasted. And it's a cute game. It's on Switch as well. Cool. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I haven't played it. So um, I'm not a huge fan of like fighting game, not fighting games, but you know, like it does have like more of a fighting style uh, side scrolling. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's like, me. it very much feels like an arcade beat em up in that reference, which is, I think, definitely what they were going for, which is, it's cool. Um, if you like that kind of style of stuff. Um, and the issue for me and the reason I didn't get through much of the game was that it really, benefits from being played in co-op mode i was trying to play it single player and it is 
far more difficult. The difficulty doesn't really scale well. <laughs> so um, you definitely need to have a second player if you're going to play it. But it's very fun. God, you need to find friends to do that, though. I know. God, friends? Lame. Anyways. Okay, my next game is Unpacking. Um, I texted Lucy about this. It is... It's something I'd been looking at for a while now because um, it's on Switch and I thought it was so cute and it was on Game Pass. And so I picked it up and I will say one thing, though, the vibration on the controller is intense on the <laughs> Xbox One S controller. Like, it's a lot of vibrate, like insane. I have a funny story about this, <laughs> just the vibration. OK, okay. so. I have this wired controller that I plug into my PC to play PC games because I have always been a console gamer and I refuse to play games with a mouse and keyboard. The only game that I've ever played with a mouse and keyboard is Frog Fractions because for a 45-minute game, it's not worth it to set up a controller. Oh, oh so and Star Wars The Old Republic. I didn't set up a controller for that one either. Oh, yeah, you do have to type because it's a typing game at some points. Spoilers. Um, anyway, <laughs> play Frog Fractions. Listen to our episode. Listen to our episode and listen to our interview with the creator of that. So yes, it's very good. Um, but yeah, so I um, I have this plugged in all the time, and every time I start up my computer or whenever the controller gets connected to power, it vibrates, and so it's just sitting on my desk because I don't really have like a holder for it or anything cool, um, and it just makes this incredibly loud rumbling vibrating noise against the hardwood desk every time my computer boots up, and like for the first like several times, like both Josh and Ari would be like what the hell is that noise? <laughs> and then eventually they got used to it and they were like, that's lovely. Not grating on like, my ears at Lacey, all. Lacey, in the computer room? <laughs> it's right next um, to the kitchen. Come on, Lacey. <laughs> I'm going to move this so that they can actually walk behind me. I'm going to shift the desk like, <laughs> that way so that the walkway is, is clear. But anyways, yeah. That's but yeah, my funny anecdote. Unpacking has a lot of like nice haptics, um, but... The story of unpacking, because like I think this is the first game where there's like a legitimate story, but basically what you do is you unpack this woman's life from childhood to like having a child. Um, and so you start out, you just unpack her childhood bedroom and then you unpack like her first college room and then you unpack like she moves in with a boyfriend and you unpack her boyfriends and then she gets broken up with, or she breaks up with him. She moves out and then you unpack her childhood bedroom again, but with her adult stuff. And it's just such a sweet game. And like, I think it has such a nice ending. I did cry. Um, Cause I feel like you get connected to the person and it's also good if you like organizing um, you get to like do a lot of your own, like, decoration kind of you get to put art where you want it and books where you want them but it is such like a it's a very pleasant game to play it took maybe four hours max um and I played it in like three settings uh very very nice game uh play it play it on the switch if you got it play it on uh xbox such a nice game yeah I've definitely been looking forward to it it's on my list of to play games Definitely for sure. It looks very cute. Very sweet. All right. Next up, I'm going to group these both together because we've talked about both of them at length. Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero. Yeah. They're both on Game Pass. Um, I bought Subnautica before I got Game Pass and then I bought Below Zero before they put it on Game Pass. So like I didn't play either of these games utilizing Game Pass, but <laughs> but they're really good. 
Um, and I don't regret owning them, obviously, because they're fantastic games. Um, I think also there's a deal on Game Pass where if you like a game that's on Game Pass and you have Game Pass, you can get 20% off if you want to like buy it. Um, I think, I don't know if that's a temporary promotion, but I saw it when I was looking at the website today to kind of figure out more. Um, but yeah, no, like it's really great. We love Subnautica. If you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to our episodes. I think there's four episodes total on these games no two episodes total we never did below zero we haven't talked about below zero yet oh god you haven't finished it oh i forgot about that that's so true i haven't finished (laughs) we talk about it a lot though so you probably just my brain is fried okay i forgot that i hadn't finished the game i haven't had access to my xbox which has all my saves on it um for the past like three weeks because it's stuck in new york so it's put a hamper on my game experience uh i miss it obviously um so get Subnautica and Below Zero and listen to our episodes on Subnautica. And for those who don't know, Below Zero is not a continuation of the first game, but rather a separate story taking place on the same planet. Um, It's still open world, different part of the planet. Um, It is an open world survival game still, uh, much of the same elements going on there. So I will say if you you like story, I think that Below Zero is a lot better in terms of like story development I also like the biomes better in below zero but also like I played it on the switch it crashed so many times it was painful I don't know if it does the same I couldn't same even on- get below zero to download on my switch I tried so hard <laughs> and I just couldn't get it to run and so I just waited for it waited to use my xbox yeah it's like upsetting how many times it crashed on me um and I think that it's definitely worth it to play it on PC or Xbox, Xbox, because I liked playing it on the TV. Um, yeah, no, Subnautica is definitely one of those games where it is best taken advantage of on a large, high quality screen. Mm-hmm. So, and also yeah. if you can play it with headphones, just truly immerse yourself in Ooh. the creepy experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will say I'm pretty sure Below Zero is on the horror section of Game Pass. It probably is. It's probably on like survival horror. Um, yeah, I think a I lot of people. I don't think Subnautica is. Though. Have commented yeah. on it, but I think both should be. <laughs> like it, they're the closest to a horror game I'll ever play. Well, I told you this the other day that Undertale is in the horror section. Yeah, I found that funny because if you're playing a genocide run, then obviously yes, it is a horror game. But that's like a. But also maybe the flowey battle. Oh, Photoshop flowey is definitely disturbing. But again, the game's usually rated like e or t for teen like it's not like anything more than you usually see in like an e for everyone video game edith finch is also oh edith finch is also on game pass uh edith finch is on game pass and undertale is on game pass we we have episodes on both of these games edith finch is also listed as a horror game which i think makes sense it is pretty like i could see it being like a pretty spooky wooky game um yeah, it definitely has those horror elements like especially um when you're going through i think barbara's death Mm-hmm. If you guys are confused about what we're talking about, listen to our episode on Edith Finch. It is, I think, the second one we ever released. Yes. So it's and fun. Subnautica might be like six. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in the first season somewhere. Um, but one more thing I wanted to mention about Subnautica being a horror game is there's this creator. I think he's, I don't know if he's on TikTok too. I, would, I bet that he would on, he'd be on TikTok. Um, but I see him on Instagram and he does like drills and stuff related to like horror movies and stuff. 
and um, somebody told him to make one on Subnautica and he commented and he was like, yeah, I've played that game and it scared me more than most of the horror movies that I review. And so I was like, this, this validates me being scared shitless while playing that game. I am, I'm not like not a Freddy cat. Like I am like, I get spooked pretty hard, pretty easily. Yeah. I did not think it was that scary, but I also played it very safe. Yeah, I was like terrified to go into any of the dangerous zones. And so most of the time I just turned tail and like ran. Um, my sister wanted to see all the spooky fish in Below Zero though. So there was one time where I just turned off the damage and we just went around to see all the spooky fish. There is plenty. Yeah, there's one in like the crystally area at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, he, he attacks Doesn't it so just, like, much. Doesn't one-shot you? No. So I only went down there in like mech suit. And, like, I would just drill him until he would leave me alone. Because he's not, like, a killing fish. There is one, I think, in the crystals lower down that'll, like, one-shot you. But this guy will, like... I'm thinking of a really big one. I'm thinking of, like, a middle big one. Okay. We'll talk about this later. We'll about different ones. It's fine. We'll talk about this Uh, in the episode. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that... I don't know. I think that I have played... I played Layers of Fear 2, and that one scared me. There weren't a ton of jump scares, but the ones that were there were very freaky. Um, and I think it also just like left me unsettled because it had a lot of like weird child shit. Not not weird. No, don't like take it like that. <laughs> uh, um, it was like, it was weird stuff about like children being under, like in the ship and like trying to like survive. Um, and they're being like neglected and they're trying to hide from people. And it's like, there's a Wizard of Oz part in it. Like you don't, I think the first one is a really good one to play. If you don't like jump scares, the second one is not. There's also a way to play it where you can take damage. And I was like, I am not playing it that way. <laughs> I just want to explore. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I think like, I just played Subnautica very safely, I think. So it wasn't as scary to me. <laughs> and I just kind of like, sunk that was my my method was just sinking to the bottom of every biome I went to (laughs) and then like accepting death very flagrantly I guess I died so many times man it's a big mood I think in the first Subnautica I didn't die a ton because I was playing it so safe and in Below Zero I definitely would have died more often but I've just been liberally using cheats like just all the time like whenever I'm close to death I just don't want to deal with the loading screen so I just turn on cheats and I'm like fuck it I'll get out of this um it's for me it's like it's the game's version of easy mode the developers left it in for a reason i feel valid using it every once in a while i'm not just gonna speed run the game with it but like you know no i think you're valid i think that it is one of those things that's like a lot of people are like you're not really playing the game if you're playing it like this and it's like well i'm experiencing the game the way i want to play it and i bought it or yeah and i something i played the first one without cheats up until the very very end because like there was this one ghost leviathan that i think had my name written and like a little shrine dedicated to killing me like a serial killer um but yeah and i i think that it it hindered my ability to explore more than anything because i was just so terrified of exploring certain biomes i just never went into the dunes or the mountains like i barely touched the outskirts of the mountains trying to avoid all the reapers and everything like that so um i've definitely been less afraid of exploring when i know that you know i'll I'll just turn on cheats when i'm about to die you know i think that's valid If you don't think that's valid, don't comment. Um, (laughs) No hate allowed. 
do not interact to me i am now curtis connor and you have to be nice to me uh it is the law um the law my next game i would also say this is kind of horror not horror but i played super liminal you said i should play it um Mm -hmm. so i played it uh i was texting you about so i was texting lisi about unpacking and lisi was like oh play super liminal like and i and so i played it it's not the same vibe i could see how that would be a different (laughs) they're both puzzle games okay no i and like lisi knows me knows i like puzzle games knows i like little weird things um everyone likes weird things it's not unique to me but like lisi knows the vibe that i like and probably assumed I would like this and I did I loved it so much it was super weird um if anyone has heard of the Stanley parable um uh it was like big in in like let's plays a long time ago not a long time ago like 2014 maybe um I've been told to play this game and it's super weird and it's like office space kind of weird stuff going on and I think that super liminal has a similar vibe but it's more puzzly um But, like, the dialogue, the audio that you hear throughout it is so funny. Um, it You're basically, like, breaking a simulation, um, like, a, a sleep therapy simulation. And the ending did make me cry because I thought it was just, like, it was so specifically uplifting. And I think a lot of games try to be uplifting in a way that's kind of vague. And mm. like, you know, you finish a game and it's like, see, you can do anything. You're a good person. Um, <laughs> which like, good message, sure. But I yeah. think that this game is like, you did all of these puzzles and you still don't think you're good enough. Okay, go off. <laughs> um, and I thought that that was like a nice ending and I did cry and I thought it was such a good game and I think that people should play it it's also on switch again it's one of those games that I was probably looking out for on switch and then just played it on xbox game pass um the overlap is insane <laughs> yeah and like the main thing with like game pass is that it's just an insane value like we'll talk about this more at the end but like your first month is like a dollar and that's how they get you obviously but even after the fact I'm not mad about paying 15 dollars a month I have ultimate um which gets you both pc and like regular and also gets you like online stuff which is nice. Um, honestly, it's a fantastic value. So like, I don't play online. So I think after my first month, I'm going to switch to the $10. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Thing, just because I think that makes more sense for like the way that I play. I don't think I'll be using the PC one as much or like enough to justify it. I don't know. Yeah. It's really mainly supported on windows and I have windows on my Mac, but oh, that's again, right. I, forgot. I, I do for have the, a Mac, for the nice so. dreams. <laughs> I did. I did download the windows uh boot camp for nancy drew um and it was 100 percent worth it and i still use it if i play like whenever we played like among us or something i would use it so worth it oh among us is on game pass among us is also on game pass <laughs> among <laughs> us is on game pass there's a lot of games on game pass there is a ton of games on game pass and i looked through the whole list earlier when i was making this list and there's just so many like even ones that like i may not mention that like other people would be into like there's just a ton of like just really big games on there some of them are already free to play but like it's just great to have like all of them kind of in this one place. I will say um, I was debating whether I would get a PlayStation or an Xbox and the deciding factor for me was Game Pass because I think that it makes it, I like, I say what you will about Xbox versus PlayStation, whatever. I sold out because I think it makes it more worth my money because I'm a yeah. broke person and I just need like to 
play games and I think it makes it so much more worth it yeah and honestly like this is gonna sound a little harsh but I think Game Pass is a huge factor as to why Xbox One and Xbox Series X haven't been hacked because both PS4 and PS5 are mostly hackable, which means people can pirate games on them very easily. And in order to accomplish that with a console that's trying very hard to make it so that you can't do that, like you have to have a very dedicated community behind that. And um, Xbox, I think at one point had a developer mode um, where people could emulate um, older games and stuff. And they have a lot of older games on Game Pass as well, a bunch of 360 games going all the way back to, I think, the original Doom. Um, yeah, they have like all on, the Dooms. Yeah, so they have just a ton of like, um, and they have all of the Halo games. Um, so they have like Not a good selection. Of them. I think so, right? There's like 10 on there. The, there's a lot of Halo, older Halo games, but like, obviously, I think the two or three most recent ones aren't there. I thought Halo Infinite was on Game Pass. I don't think Halo Infinite is on Game Pass. Like you might have to look it up. Sure. I will say I'm probably wrong because I have no interest in Halo. So Halo Infinite available now with Game Pass. With Game Pass, yes, I'm pretty sure literally all. I'm like 99 sure all the Halos are on Game Pass because again, it's it's uh, Microsoft Xbox product. So like they obviously it doesn't cost them a ton to include it on Game Pass, and they just profit. So I don't know. I don't think Doom is their IP, but I could be wrong. Um, I don't think it's Microsoft. No, I don't think so. Um. But yes, yeah, so they have a good selection of like older games as well. Like not a ton, don't get me wrong. There's not really a ton of retro games on there. But um, I think that Game Pass being just such an insane deal, it's like, it's more worth it to just pay the $15 a month than to spend all the time that it would take to pirate the games. Like it's just literally your time is just worth more than that. Um, so anyways, uh, aside from that tangent, next um, game is No Man's Sky. And this one was one that I had my eye on when I was buying the Xbox to begin with. Um, because like the first game that I knew I really wanted to play was Subnautica because I had played it like a little bit on another friend's PC. Um, and I knew I really wanted to play the game for myself and like finish it. But I was also looking into other like space games and stuff like that. Cause that's like, you know, most of the stuff that I like is space related. And so No Man's Sky obviously came up and when I got mine, it was in 2021. Uh, well, it was the very, very end of 2020 and they'd released a bunch of updates and everything to make No Man's Sky better because <laughs> upon release, it was not a great game. It led down a lot of people. But um, I've had a fantastic experience playing it. Um, I think I've sunk like 30 hours into the game and I barely scratched the surface. There's just so much that you can do with it. The plot is like not super involved, but it's enough to kind of give you some direction because the game is so expansive that it's like very hard to just kind of like Minecraft it without feeling a little bit lost. Um, so it's a really great game. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's an open world survival um exploration space exploration game and uh, i say open world but really it's just open universe because there's a million planets and galaxies and it's um procedurally generated using um ai so there's technically no limit <laughs> to the game players can just keep discovering new stuff as the game comes up with it um which is really cool so it's very fun it's a great time you can have your little spaceship and you can kind of just do whatever i haven't played it uh exo one i think is also in the same vibe if we want to just mm -hmm. lump it in here um it's, it's another like it's uh i think it's a more aesthetically pleased and i think it's like the supposedly like the the draw to xo one is like it's more yeah. aesthetic but it's also like space look around all the stuff uh vague story <laughs> um so yeah yeah i haven't played the demo yet um because i'm just gonna play the full game on game Pass. it is also um, on game pass <laughs> xo one is on game pass um but yeah i've seen some screenshots and everything and it does look like a very beautiful game um i like that there's like a big emphasis in a lot of space games is like 
wow, behold the stars. They're beautiful. And I'm like, yes, I love this. This is great. Um, so it does add that kind of wondrous element, which is nice. Yeah. Okay, my next game is Mist, which I played. Um, and I'm really sad that I didn't love it because it's definitely the type of game I would love. <laughs> it's like really old though, right? It's a remaster of like so this like It's old remaster game. of the 1993 or 4 version. Um, but I even like looking at the pictures of the 1993 version, like I see like it was remastered. It's gorgeous. Like it's very beautiful uh, setting. I think that all of the different areas that you can go into are very detailed and very pretty. And I think that you know, it's good. It was fine. I think that it's good. Like if you like point and click-esque mystery games and it's not like point and click as in you move and point and click, but it is like a point and click. Yeah. Lots of, lots of puzzles, but I also like did not care about the story. The audio for the, any of the story lines that were being crossed was so bad that I couldn't hear it. (laughs) Um, and so I had no idea what was going on and I ended up getting the bad ending because of that, which I'm fine with. And I'm not going back to get the good ending. <laughs> um, Incredible. Yeah. It was also just kind of tedious. You have to have like relative pitch and sound memory to play one of the levels. And I did not like that. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, we were going to play it for the podcast, but Lisey, please do not waste your time on that. You will not like it. If okay. I didn't like it, you will not like it. I have it downloaded. I've been meaning to play it, but I just, there was other things that I wanted to play more. So I guess I won't bother. Uh, like if you're really interested, watch a playthrough. Like it was not worth my time. I mean, it was, it was fine. I'm glad I played it. I'm glad I know I don't like it. I might like one of the sequels. Um, or maybe if I played it on PC, I would like it more. Um, but not the vibe and story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Um, ironically, my next game is also one that I didn't have a super great time with. Um, but it's chronicled for everyone to see. So the next game is Genesis Noir, which I went into, um, I looked at it because the art style was really, really appealing. And, um, it was, it looked to me initially like a noir detective type thing set in space with time travel involved. And I, it's not, (laughs) first of all. But um, I was like, oh, this sounds like really dope. And like the beginning of the game is like very like noir, like the aesthetic is really cool. And um, I really do. Very nice. Yeah, the music is nice. Um, The character design is fun. Um, But overall, I just found it to be a very disappointing experience. And it's not necessarily because it's a really bad game or anything. It's confusing. You definitely need to walk through. It's about six hours. So it's not like a long game. The plot was just not what I wanted it to be. I think if you advertise a noir game, it should be a noir game. And like, yes, the elements were there. You're trying to save your lady love from being shot. And she's a she's a beautiful dame, as they all have. But as the further that I got into the game, <laughs> the more I disliked it. So anyways, take this as a cautionary tale. Don't bother with Genesis Noir. If you're interested, you can watch my playthrough. It's on my Twitch. But it turns into an acid trip. The ending was just kind of disappointing, I think. Like, I think it could have had good bone. It had good enough bones that I feel like the ending, if it if it tied into, like, and made it, like, worth it and noir at the end, I think it would have been worth it. But I think the yeah. ending just made it so much worse. <laughs> yeah, and, like, this again, like, you mentioned how, like, you know, uh, Superliminal had, like, achieved, like, that good message at 
at the end where it was like, here's what we want you to take away from the game. And it was very clear to me that they wanted you to take away something very specific from the ending. And it was like, you know, feel like connectedness with like the world and like, know like what matters to you and like peace and love and like all of the stuff. And it was just like, it just felt like none of it was earned. None of it was foreshadowed at all. None of it was like, it didn't make sense for the rest of the game to end like that. Yeah, when Lucy says acid trip, she means it literally like oh for sure if you if again if you don't believe me please watch at least the last just part of watch, the playthrough watch the last episode of the playthrough it's the only time that Ari puts on the headphones and it is so funny yeah it's absolutely hilarious um there's so the first you can watch the first 10 minutes to get what I wanted out of the game and then the last 10 minutes to get what you got <laughs> and the in-between is exactly what you would think would be in between to connect those two. It just gets weirder and weirder at it. Anyways, disappointing. Yeah, I agree. I was disappointed when I watched you play it. Maybe we should do it for the podcast just so we can talk crap about it. Um, we could talk shit about it. Yeah, I could definitely roast that game for a solid hour, nitpicking all of the different things where I think it went wrong. Because again, it did have good bones. The beginning premise was interesting, but it was very poorly executed in terms of the plot. Again, the game design, the art style, everything, even the controls for the most part were fine. It was just the plot. Yeah. Agreed. Not fun. Um, Okay. Outer Wilds is my final game that I've played on Game Pass. Um, I probably played a lot more of the games on like my Switch or on PC or something, but the final game that I'm currently playing, I'm playing Outer Wilds right now. It is insane and great and I love it so much um I've just been having such a fun time playing it it's a space exploration you go to different planets um and it's in a time loop of 22 minutes uh but I feel like I die most of the time before the time (laughs) loop is over incredible um I was showing my, my friend Brittany the other night uh the game I was just you know showing her some games on the Xbox so I was very excited and I was showing it to her and I was like taking her to different planets and I died within like five minutes of every single planet while I was trying to show it to her it is like it's it's really fun but you are on like the surface of a planet so it's like really easy to not be on the planet anymore um but it is (laughs) it's so fun I have been having a really good time with it you are like uncovering the mystery of what happened to the civilization um that came before you and I think that it's definitely worth a play uh I I think it's at like 15 hours um to finish it's gonna take me way longer than that um again I die so much and I just I waste I waste my loops on so many stupid things I'm like oh I just wanted to look at this again so then I waste my entire loop so yeah definitely worth a play um or you could watch someone play it I guess too um very fun yeah I'm definitely planning on playing that that is on my to play list um I had it downloaded and then they took it off Game Pass and then now it's back on Game Pass so I'm doing it (laughs) um so next one that I have on my list and I have a lot left but I'll just kind of skim through them quickly and then we can go to like honorable mentions and other games that we're looking forward to Mm -hmm. um so first one is Donut County I actually played this on PC not um on Game Pass but it's a very cute game um it takes like maybe two hours I just played it in one one sitting um, it's also like a dollar on Steam. So like if you don't have an Xbox, it's still a cute game to play. Um, basically, you're working with a raccoon that owns a donut shop, if I remember correctly. It's been like a year since I played, but it's very cute. You and your raccoon friend are trying to simultaneously save the world 
by destroying it and then by not destroying it. Um, <laughs> I can't really say much more than that. It's cute. It's because that's the it's whole fun. game. <laughs> Pretty much. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but um, anyways, and then um, Elite Dangerous is on Game Pass um, and it's a great game. I've only really done the tutorial so far. Um, I will say that the experience is drastically improved by having a flight stick. Um, so if you are using a controller, just know that that will limit it. Is that a flying game? Is that like a yeah, plane game? Yeah, so it's a sandbox space MMO kind of thing, but you okay, don't really have don't to like do. It. Yeah, it's okay. It's not for everybody. Um, you don't really have to do the MMO like stuff. Like you don't have to, like you can just focus on exploration. However, um, the game is not super forgiving. It's not as difficult as Eve, which is another um, sandbox MMO space game um, in terms of learning curve. But um, if you get like stranded without gas in the middle space, there's really no way to recover from that unless another pe- player helps you. So anyways, it's beautiful game. It's a full simulation of all 400 billion star systems in the Milky Way. Um, and it's really pretty. I played it in VR a couple of times, which is a 10 out of 10 amazing experience. Highly recommend it. Um, the game is at its peak when you have a flight stick and a VR headset, in my opinion. And then, okay, so um, just spend $400 and <laughs> it'll be worth it. Actually, like $600 if you also have to buy the Xbox. <laughs> Again, you don't, you don't have to get the game. You don't have to play the game. I, I got it on Steam. I didn't get it on Game Pass. Um, I'm joking. But I'm joking. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, this is definitely a game that people will sink thousands of hours into, um, and it's been support. It came out like ten years ago, and it's you know been supported with updates and everything, and DLC and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's it's definitely worth it um, if you're into that type of thing. But it's not for everybody, so watch a YouTube video first. Mech Warrior Five, I've played a little bit of. I'm not very good at it, but it's fun. If you like the Mech Warrior games, Mech Warrior Five is is fun. If you're not familiar with the Mech Warrior games, basically. You are in a gigantic uh, mech suit, which is like Iron Man, but bigger and more intense. And you're fighting other people in mech suits or tanks or whatever. Um, And that's pretty much the gist of it. (laughs) And then um, all the Need for Speed games uh, are on Game Pass. Like most of the Need for Speed, maybe, maybe not all, but most of the recent Need for Speed games are on Game Pass. It's another racing game. In my opinion, Forza is a little bit better, more fleshed out. But Need for Speed is still very fun. I sometimes prefer the driving mechanics of Need for Speed to Forza. But anyways, um, other two games that I wanted to mention, um, there's still a few more on the list, but um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, it's a platforming game. Um, Both installments are on Game Pass. Um, I've played a little bit of the first one. It's punishingly difficult. They weren't lying when they said that. I read reviews and I was like, I can handle this. I'm good at platformers. Um, And no, it's It's more of a Metroidvania, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. No, I would say I was about to compare it to Metroid Dread, which I'm um, almost done with, actually. But yeah, it's it's difficult. It's hard. <laughs> Metroidvanias are so hard and I don't ever want to play them again. Um, Hollow Knight is also on uh, Game Pass and I played it on Switch, but the Game Pass version has like four like bonus content packs for free, um, nice. just like included. But they all seem so hard. They add on like new bosses and like new mechanics that make it harder. And I'm like, you're making it harder. <laughs> I can't even get past. I cannot get past one of the boss fights. If anyone has played it, it's like, there's like somebody that you fight and follow throughout the entire game. And mm-hmm. I am on my second fight with her and I will never win. I am 
like convinced that I will never win it. But if you want to play another punishingly difficult game, Hollow Knight is also on Xbox Game Pass. We love punishingly difficult Metroidvania platformers. Yay! <laughs> I think Metroid Dread, like, I, I really like Metroid Dread, and I want to take this aside to say that the difficulty scale is a little bit annoying at the end of the game, and I'm getting very close to the end of the game, so I'm, like, fine with that. Um, like, I probably have only a couple more hours left. And, like, it's, like, a 20-hour game. But, like, for the most part, at the beginning, I felt like the difficulty was fine. Like, yeah, I died, like, you know, five to ten times per boss, but, like, I also was making noticeable progress and learning their strategies and everything as I was going through. So, it was, like, it felt like it was good. But now it's getting kind of to the point of difficulty for difficulty's sake, which a lot of Metroidvanias do that, so, like, I get it. Um, and again, this is Metroid. So, <laughs> but, um, but no, it's, it's still really well done. But anyways, um, Overcooked 2 is also on Game Pass. If you're not familiar with Overcooked 2, it's a great party game. Um, you have to work together to cook different dishes in different levels and it's very fun. Spiritfarer is also on Game Pass. We've mentioned it, I think, a couple of times. It's um, a very sweet, cute uh, story game um, where you're helping spirits in the afterlife um very cute calming experience i played it a little bit on switch i haven't finished the game yet um it's something that i come back to when i get frustrated with games like metroid it's got a lot of it's got a lot of different game mechanics it's got like organization and also like you know bouncing around and interactions it's very sweet um i was gonna say unsighted is also on xbox game pass (laughs) yes unsighted is on game pass i talk about unsighted all the time because i freaking love that game so much um Play it on Game Pass. Play it on Switch. Play it anywhere. This podcast is just, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> Play it. I, I know that we keep saying it, but we have to. It's, it's just funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very funny. Anyways, <laughs> last games that, I think we mentioned Edith Finch briefly, um, but did we talk about Edith Finch? Am I just Yeah, we talked dumb? about Edith Finch. Okay, never mind. Edith Finch is on Game Pass. Play it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unravel 2 is another game that I played a little bit on Switch. Um, I think I'm like halfway through it. It's um, a puzzle game. Again, co-op, strictly co-op. You have to have another player play it. There is a first Unravel that's also on Game Pass that is single player, um, which I haven't played yet. But um, it's cute. You play as like these little balls of yarn kind of trying to get through this world and you're learning more about these like um, people along the way and you kind of discover their story and it's it's cute. All right. That's all the games that I have played or have experience with um, on Game Pass. So Um, I will also say... Some of the like game of the year games from the awards uh, were are on Game Pass. So Twelve Minutes, I think, is on Game Pass. I've heard that's really bad because it's like a lot of just like really, it's like a spousal abuse simulator. Um, oh, was it like what was that one that went viral so many years ago? And it was like that shitty one on PC. It was like the like you're their neighbor and you come in and then they like kill each other or something. I have no. It was idea like similar quality to like Stanley Parable. I'm gonna look it up. I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah, uh, 12 minutes is supposed to, it's like, it's, um, what is it at live action, motion, motion, action, video, live motion, video, LMV. I don't know what it is. Um, but it's like real people in it and, but that's on game pass. And then it takes two is also on game pass, which was in the game awards. There's a lot of game award games that are on game pass. So if you're interested in that, go for it. Yeah, um, I couldn't find that game that I was talking about, but it's fine. But yeah, Darkest Dungeon is another one that I wanted to mention that um, I probably won't play because I can't handle 
games that are that spooky, but I've known many people who have really liked the game, enjoyed it. It's really well made, um, very like, you know, challenging, but also rewarding. And you get very connected to your characters and your party and everything. Um, you're exploring, I think, a portal to hell, if I remember correctly, that you discover in somebody's backyard. Um, it's a darkest dungeon. Is it a dungeon yeah. crawler? Yes, but um, you have like a, a party of people and those characters can permanently die or like get permanent debuffs or boosts. It just, so it's like kind of an RPG. I want to play that. It's really cool. Play it. Um, <laughs> I think you would list. like it. I think you would like it. Um, I It's too spooky for me, so I can't, but um, I've heard only good things. Goat Simulator is a hilarious time. If you haven't played Goat Simulator or seen somebody play Goat Simulator, it's very funny. You'll laugh your ass off and at least watch somebody play Goat Simulator. Like, I think Dunkey did a review of it and it's hilarious. So anyways, Goat I know Simulator PewDiePie's probably that. played it. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the games I really want to play is The Forgotten City, which I think is the next game I'm going to be playing. Um, it's sort of roguelike-y, time loopy. Um, and, but like every loop you like, talk to a guy and he does everything that you had to do um but it's basically a lot of morality stuff in the game Mm. and it's like a lot of philosophy and it sounds really interesting I listened to the podcast is called like small beans and I listened to that podcast and they talked all about it and I was like oh this sounds so good and it sounds so like thought-provoking and interesting so uh Forgotten City is one of the games I want to play and I didn't know it was on Game Pass until I was looking the other day so yeah yeah and the other thing um that I want to mention about some of these games uh is a lot of them have trailers on Game Pass which I really like that um Game Pass like is really easy to navigate in that aspect um and so it's very easy to find the games that you want to play also cloud gaming is like in beta version right now but I've played a couple things using cloud gaming just to like try it out like I I played Townscaper on cloud gaming because I didn't want to wait for it to download and I just wanted to like listen to my audiobook and do nothing um so I played Townscaper it's very (laughs) it's the most basic game ever like yeah cloud gaming apparently I I haven't played it on like a bigger game but it runs for some of the games and it's like super accessible yeah yeah I haven't tried it because I was worried about lag but it's good to know uh, other ones that I will play soon, um, Flight Simulator 2020 um, is on Game Pass. I want to play it so bad. I can't run it on my Xbox One, but um, since I have PC Game Pass, I'm going to set it up as soon as I update my Windows 7 computer to Windows 10. I have. Uh, <laughs> we also, we were talking about wanting to play Firewatch for the pod, yes, I think. I have that um, on my list as well. I also really want to play Celeste. And I oh, think- Oh, Yeah. I didn't, I don't, I don't remember seeing it when I was looking through. It's but... not, it was on Game Pass. Okay. I had it downloaded and then I just was playing like Subnautica or something and I never got around to it and they took it off Game Pass. It's on okay. Switch as well though. Well, uh, whenever it gets back on Game Pass or if I want to play it on Switch, that's one of the games that I've been really wanting to play. I heard it's like super sweet. So that's one of them. It is, I've heard extremely difficult, um, but the story is very rewarding. It's another platformer game for those yeah. who don't know. Um, also Psychonauts, um, that that podcast small beans that I was listening to psychonauts is one of the guy's favorite games and I was like that's interesting maybe I'll play it so I have psychonauts on if I ever want to play it but both psychonauts and psychonauts 2 are on game pass yes uh I remember seeing psychonauts 2 specifically I don't remember if I saw the first one but um I know I think they might have just re-added the first one or something um because I didn't see it until like later 
sorry, keep going. Yeah, um, I know that um, Jim Storm Dancer, developer of Frog Fractions, also mentioned Psychonauts 2 when we interviewed him as a game that he had played recently and enjoyed. So take it from the Frog Fractions man himself. Um, the anyways, frog man himself. The frog man himself. Uh, <laughs> um, I think we've already mentioned It Takes Two. It's a very cute um, co-op game that I'm looking forward to playing. Everspace 2 is also going to be released on Game Pass. Oh. Um, there's a demo version, I think, already out, um, or like a pre-release thing already out on um, PC Game Pass. And so I I've have a lot of people telling me to play Everspace 2 when it comes out. A lot of people have high hopes for it. Again, we reviewed the first game. Neither of us ever completely finished the first game, but we came nail-bitingly close. And we didn't love it. Listen to our episode. No, we didn't like it at all. Please listen to us roast it. Three, we did not love. No. Uh, it was. We'll have to do the second one for the pod. Definitely. Um, I want to see what they've changed, what they've made better, and if it's a worthwhile gaming experience. So I'm excited to see that. Do you think it's still going to be a roguelike? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're keeping most of the formula the same. I think that they're making just some tweaks. And obviously, it's a different story. Hopefully... They're fixing the things that everybody complained about with the first game. Um, and that's the main focus. Because again, we, we, I think the main issue and the reason that we stuck with it for so long and tried to finish it was because there was a lot of good things about it. The main frustrating part was just like everything else that was hampering what could have been a really good experience. Yeah, so. when I, I had to go back and listen to some of the episodes or like the ends of some of the episodes. And I think our biggest thing was just like, it was so hard. It was... Ugh like insanely difficult for no reason yeah every time you thought you were getting better you would just die right away and it was just so frustrating that we we both gave up yeah and there was very little consistency too for a roguelike like with Hades like you're if you've been routinely getting to like the end at each run you'll continue to do that you won't just surprisingly die in the middle like you'll (laughs) usually sometimes but very rarely like yeah with this with Everspace it was the opposite even if in one run you got all the way to the end, the chances that you would get all the way to the end on the next one were slimmer than ever. Like you, it was more likely that you would just die in the second area again. Um, so it just, it's, uh, anyways, we'll talk about the second one in depth um, yeah. when it comes out. Um, but um, I have three more games on my list. Um, cool. One of them is Mind Scanners. I like the art of it. I haven't played it. It looks cute. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon is one of the ones that... Before you play Mind Scanner. Yeah. It is a horror game. Are you aware of this? Yeah. Okay, cool. I like the art. Because I, I also thought it looked cute. And then I like read the synopsis, watched the thing, and I was like, never mind. It's oh, scary. Yeah. You know yeah. who I am as a person. Of I look course. at everything. Yes. No, I'm excited. I, I think I'll be spooked, but I like it. I think it, the art style looks really nice. Um, And Boyfriend Dungeon is one of the ones that you and I need to play because it's the one where you like have to rescue your boyfriends and your boyfriends turn into swords and they'll send you sword pics and it's, it looks so cute. Um, I so saw funny. that one when I was perusing so should be fun. Okay what's yours? Um, I have a few more on the list. Uh, we already talked about Super Liminal. I'm definitely gonna play it. All right so another one on my list is Lake and it looks very cute. Um, it's I think like a semi-mystery game but you're working in this like very small town you're kind of like learning about yeah, it's like a town and... builder I think or not town builder but like a town helper <laughs> like yeah you're, like you're just it's like Sturdy Valley like you like help out the town that's already developed yeah no it looks cute and cool and I think I, I don't know I might be remembering it wrong I think there's an element of mystery to it um but no it seems really cute and cool Sable is another one that's on my list um 
because it looks really cute. I downloaded it, but I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. Um, the art style is very nice and calming. It's a short like adventure game. I don't know much about it other than that. I watched the, the trailer and I was like, huh, oh, looks cute and cool. So I'll give it a try. Um, one of the games that I also want to play is Control. Um, mm. I think it's also a Metroidvania. <laughs> You're really, you're really out here, aren't you? Doing this to yourself. I need to stop playing games I won't like, but I the story looks really cool. Um, also, Plague Tale looks pretty cool, but it looks so hard and it's all stealth and like it's a horror game. But I just I don't like when you can die at any time. Like I need limits of when I can live and die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Kind like, of. I need a safety mode. Oh yeah. No, that's is it like permadeath? Is that what you're talking about? No, I just mean like, you know how in like a roguelike, you know when you're gonna fight and then when you're done fighting, no one else pops up. Or like right. in an RPG, you go into an area, yeah. like in a like a Zelda, like you go into an area, you kill all the enemies, and then you know you're safe in that area. And then you go to the next area, you kill all the enemies, and then you yeah. know you're safe. It's not like that. That's not how horror games are. And I hate that about like like survival horror because it's like you don't have any safety zone in a lot of those games. Um, yeah. Or if there is, it's like not accessible. I think like maybe Silent Hill might have safety areas or like safe areas um, or safe creatures or something. But yeah, no, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So Outer Worlds, not to be confused with Outer Wilds, um, also looks cool. It looks kind of quirky, funny, like almost like a, a New Vegas kind of humor to it the premise is of like a very you know dystopian future where the class uh distinction has gotten even higher and so elon musk's plan for uh sharecropping on mars basically is a reality (laughs) uh and so you um can get like recruited to work in like highly dangerous places in space and you're just trying to survive on these like barely colonized planets um while you're getting paid nothing um (laughs) so but it looks very like funny and like i think the plot will be fun i've heard mixed reviews on it it's one of those games that like you know kind of got better with time with updates but um we'll see i i have some high hopes for it the the trailer at me at least makes it look good um astroneer i think is the last one on my list um but oh no there's one more uh but astroneer is super cute it's like a kind of minecrafty um space game oh i want to play minecraft i've never played minecraft before um, i believe it's on game pass it is minecraft <laughs> and minecraft dungeons and well it's microsoft minecraft pass. is made by microsoft so that makes sense <laughs> but um minecraft dungeons is like a more story oriented one i think from what i can tell i don't know anything about it yeah i didn't think you would <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I was kind of thinking, like, this might be my time to play Minecraft because I don't want to pay $30 for it. Yeah, if you play it and you like it, let me know. I don't know. I just feel like there's just, like, so many other people who are like, Minecraft, Minecraft, it's so good. I I think that a lot of it has to do with nostalgia. So, like, I know it's a good game, objectively, right? But it's, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to get into Not for me. now that it's, like, yeah. like 20 years old. Yeah. I was going to say 40 years old, and I was like, it's not from 1980. Yeah, no, it is. No. It's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely uh, not. Um, no, but Astroneer looks super cute. Um, I've had it on my list for a while. Um, like, I've literally just had it downloaded sitting on my device, but I've always been playing other stuff. But um, it definitely looks super cute. And then Tell Me Why is, I was kind of sad that they don't have the Life is Strange games on Game Pass. Uh, they are on Twitch, though. They recently came out on Switch. 
Um, so I might just play them there. Um, and but, the first episode yeah, is me. free on Steam, I think. Oh, cool. Of I the first. Maybe I'll play it on Steam instead. It might not be anymore, but I know the first episode for a while was free on Steam. Hmm. Cool. Well, I'll check it out. But yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Life is Strange. So Tell Me Why is the like not as good sequel, but it's still like got good reviews and everything. And people are like, yeah, it's like not, you know, not the same quality in terms of story, but it's in the same world. I think so. I know it's similar in terms of um, play style and everything like that. So, um, and like, it's, it's pretty much viewed as a follow-up to Life is Strange. So I'm not sure how the stories connect. I haven't played either game, but uh, it's on Game Pass. Oh, I forgot to mention um, the people who did Super Liminal, I think, are the same people. It's Annapurna who also helped produce uh, Edith Finch. Oh, cool. and they also oh, yeah, did. Yeah, we talked about this. And they also did Gone Home, which I played over break. Um, it was like a two-hour, three-hour game. It was super cute. Um, okay, what would we rate Game Pass? <laughs> <laughs> How gluten-free is Game Pass? I know. I no. wrote in my notes. Does it get a gluten-free rating? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's a ton of games on here that I'm sure have a ton of glutenness to them. But I will um, say the game that I am currently playing, uh, Outer Wilds, has a zero on the gluten-free rate, or uh, like a one on the gluten-free scale. So let's go gluten-free. Amazing. There's so many ten out of ten games on Game Pass. So I would give Game Pass just as like a value gets a ten for me. The only thing that I would ever dock anything for, so I might give like a 9.9, is the fact, huh, what'd you say? Oh, Josh gives it a 6.9 out of 10. Um, so anyways, um, the only thing I might dock it for is that sometimes I'll download games and then they get taken off Game Pass and I'm sad about it and then I have to delete them. Um, but that's not their fault. I mean, it is their fault. No, no. I mean, but... yeah. But it, and then the other thing that annoyed me though, this, this one is a, a valid, I think, I hope, gripe. Um, I mentioned that I had bought and I have the physical copy of both Subnautica and No Man's Sky. However, they're both on Game Pass. And so when I, you know, logged into Game Pass and I, you know, got the whole, and I started paying for it and everything, it just shows that those as Game Pass games. And so there was one time where my internet got disconnected and I, you know, moved and then I had to reconnect to my internet and it wouldn't let me play those games unless I re-logged into Game Pass. And I was like, I own them. And of course, if you reinsert the disc, it's like, okay, cool. We know that you own the game. But you have to like prove it again, which is like annoying. Well, I know. But honestly, I... yeah, Game Pass gets like a nine point nine. It's the sheer value. Yes, definitely ten out of ten. Usability nine point nine. I know if you have like a Minecraft account and you use Game Pass, you don't get to use the same Minecraft account, mm. and you also can't use that account after you don't have Game Pass anymore. Sad. So there are like some downfalls. None of these affect me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because I do have the series s which is literally the like it's all digital which we have we've had conversations about like physical versus digital media and like the downfalls of it um but i do think like as someone who wanted to pay 200 dollars less for a console it was worth it (laughs) i think that's fair but yeah i would give game pass a, a 10 i think that it is perfect for me i it fits my like flighty games play style and it gives me a lot mm. of short games that are really quick to play that I don't feel like I wasted money on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's really great just for the like 
try out a game even and you if you have, don't like it like yeah you don't have to commit to a game and right. like end up hating the game like after buying it and pay 60 dollars. you don't have to like yeah you don't have to finish it to make it worth the money like, only ever space the first one had been on game pass <laughs> i know i think we like complained about money in that episode too i think um, we did uh and then yeah on a gluten-free scale obviously we can't really read it but Game Pass itself is gluten-free. The Guess user interface is completely gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Switch, which has a completely bready user interface. I hate it when I pick up my Nintendo Switch and then I get crumbs all over my fingers. <laughs> Dude, no, seriously, one of my friends got a toast, like, skin for his Switch where he just got, like, a, it's, like, bread, makes the Switch itself look like bread and the Switch dog look like a toaster. That's really cute. It was adorable. Anyways, it was short-lived, but very funny. Oh, why short-lived? He just wanted to get like a different um, vibe going after a while. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just have like stickers on my dock. <laughs> I don't think I have anything on my dock. I mean, like I pimped out my Switch a little bit. Like I got a case for it and I put some covers on the um, the joysticks, but yeah. Um. Okay. What achievements have you unlocked? What achievements have I unlocked? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have. Oh, I finished Detroit. That's one. Oh yeah. Um I I loved fun. it. I loved watching. If you guys are, you know, want to see Detroit being played by me for the first time, um, it is all on my Twitch. I'm gonna make it into like a collection. I haven't sorted all the videos yet, but they're all there. Um and so yeah, so that would be probably my most recent achievement. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say my achievement is I ooh, I cooked a really good meal. Um I got an instant pot for Christmas. Bougie. Nice. Um, and I also got an instant pot cookbook for Christmas because my family likes to stay to a theme. And I made Incredible. broccoli beef and rice. And I, I didn't make the rice in the uh, in the instant pot, but <laughs> I made broccoli beef in the instant pot and it was so good. I oh, I never made broccoli beef because it's kind of hard. Um, mm. But... Oh, it was so good. And I was like, wow, I'm a chef. I am a chef. <laughs> Instapot right is great. We use ours all the time. Um, I think we got it when my sister moved in. She was like, hey, it's on sale on like Prime Day or whatever. And so we got it. And then now we have our air fryer and our kitchen is like full of cool appliances. We also have a rice cooker. I'm, honestly, you would not really need an oven or a stove if you have a rice cooker, an instant pot, and an air fryer. There's really no need You can cook cakes in an instant pot. Like, everything. Yeah, like, literally, just, you can live off of Anything that. Anything you can so. microwave, you can stick in an air fryer. Like, <laughs> it's true. Um, no, yeah, definitely pretty cool i enjoy having an instant pot and i feel pretty good about cooking something actually good i'm proud my best i was yawning in the middle of that but before that my best uh meal was all season on broccoli uh and garlic so incredible yeah i'm a i'm a chef basically now (laughs) super talented (laughs) um and i think that's everything let's do our plugs and then we can get out of here (laughs) Cool. Okay. Follow our Instagram at Gluten-Free Gaming Pod. Follow our Twitter at GF Gaming Pod. And email us glutenfreegamingpod at gmail.com. Um, support us on Patreon because video games are very expensive. And even though we talked about all the games we're playing on Game Pass, which isn't as expensive, we still play other games. And if you want us to give you content, please help us. 
I hate anything I just said. Uh, video games are very expensive. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash gluten-free gaming. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes to get the word out about the pod. And you can also now Woo-hoo. rate us on Spotify. Um, you can give us five stars or one star if you feel like Please it. Please don't give us one star. Please give us five stars. Uh, Please support <laughs> us. Um, and you then made it all the way to the end of the episode. And then follow Lisi on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Lisi underscore galaxy and follow her at Lisi underscore galaxy on Instagram. Woohoo. And I think that's everything. Unless you have something yeah. else to plug. I don't have anything else to plug. That's all the plugs. Um, cool. Okay. Bye guys. All right. Bye. Later skaters.